You are listening to the Chits and Giggles podcast. Hey guys, and welcome to this edition of Chits and Giggles Chit Chat. And this week, I am joined with Ash. Hey Ash, how's it going? Good, thank you, Ben. How are you? I am awesome. Um, today, we're going to be talking about board game mashups. And I was actually inspired by you, Ash, when you uh, posted a link to a game you were playing. It was like Codenames and Dixit mixed together. Yeah, yeah. I keep seeing it on Instagram all the time, so I knew I had to try it out. It's yeah. pretty fun, but it's actually very difficult. <laughs> yeah, give us a run-through of how the game went. Um, well, it's basically like what you say. It's code names, uh, but with Dixit cards. And I guess if you've ever played Dis- Dixit, it's very, very abstract. A lot more abstract than code names with words so yeah. it's, it's quite interesting because in i f- i find with code names that like often you know two or three is pretty good on a turn three is amazing i i don't even know if i've ever come up with three except one time i like lucked out and got like four animals that were all my <laughs> oh, thing nice. so i was just like animals four that's the only time it's ever happened for me ever so <laughs> that's cool and in, when you play with dixit cards is it because I, I imagine when I think of it that you get like one every turn. Like, yeah, it, yeah, exactly. Well, I think so. And this is kind of something I find a lot that happens in Mysterium as well is um, that you'll kind of start picking colors and stuff. So you'll be like, oh, uh, yeah. blue four or something. So um, it's probably not in the best spirit of the game. I definitely try to go off like, I guess, the feel of the card and like the yeah, emotion yeah, yeah. of the card, the story. It makes it a lot more fun. But I find a lot of players do kind of tend to go, oh, well, there's a person in this one. There's a like, person too or something. And um, yeah, it's all right. Um, but yeah, it's a really, really fun uh, mashup, I can say that. And yeah, love it. Uh, I'm going to have to give it a go because I like both of those games individually. So the idea of mashing them up is going to be yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's just, it's a challenge, but it's lots of fun. With... Um, Mysterium, I try to give myself a one-card policy when giving the dreams. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah, because like, I've seen some players and they hand you like four cards. And I swear they're just oh, doing it God. because they want to get rid of cards from their hand. But it's so confusing when you have, you know, because you, if you have one card and it's like just instinct, like circles, okay, this room has a circle in or something, I'm going to pick that room. But when they give you four cards or something and you're like, uh, three of them yeah. have circles, three of them are blue this yeah it's so confusing (laughs) yeah it's so like contradicting sometimes i agree actually i should try and um do that rule as well because (laughs) i'm a bit guilty of doing that i give multiple cards i'm like ah this one and this one but it's so confusing so yeah i love being the ghost it's like the one game that i actually enjoy being that player i usually hate being the person who has to like give the clues or like in code names i can't stand (laughs) being the person who has to give the clues i want to guess it's like too stressful (laughs) what's great fun is if you play a game like pandemic and you have an alpha player in your group when you go into Mysterium, get them to be the ghost because it's the one person who isn't allowed to talk. <laughs> oh my God, that is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so then everybody else actually gets to, to play a game for a change. So ma- other mashups, um, there's a whole wide range of mashups I've seen and played which use Cards Against Humanity as a big basis from it. So one of them which is I've seen, and I, I, I used to actually teach it back in the cafe, was Concept Against Humanity. Oh um, my god. Because <laughs> I always used to teach concept because I love that game. I am completely in love with concept. I almost bought like the giant 
party mat but then I realized I don't have enough friends for a party so I don't really need the party Aww. mat <laughs> but concept against humanity is awesome because you're using the uh, the, cons- the cards against humanity cards and then having to try and communicate them using the concept board which when the card is uh, you know Daniel Radcliffe's anus or whatever the, oh God. <laughs> the cards are that's oh, my high school crush <laughs> <laughs> yeah that can be quite tricky but I believe there are some other Cards Against Humanity mashups as well that people have been playing, like Telestrations Against Humanity and things like that. Have you played any of them? I have. Um, yeah, I mean, I've played the Telestrations Cards Against Humanity, and that's pretty fun. Um, I mean, I am a really big fan of Telestrations. I don't think you are from, I think, previous podcasts <laughs> I've heard. You don't like that's not a winning game. Uh, yeah, well, um, yeah, yeah. No, I think it's a fun, it's a fun exercise, but... Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what I tell people. A lot of my friends have the exact same problem with the game. And I'm always telling people like, guys, this isn't about winning. This game is purely <laughs> about fun and you're going to laugh. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's really great for that because, I mean, yeah, I'm a bit slack. I don't want to buy the uh, Telestrations After Dark because I already have a copy of Telestrations. So yep. it's so easy to just bring out Cards Against Humanity. The only problem is some things are a little bit hard to draw. So I think you just have to have a rule of like flicking through until you find something that's actually draw drawable yeah, yeah. but um yeah it's it's fun and it, it's hilarious i mean i don't think i've ever played a game as funny as telestrations in my life i mean every time i play it there's just never-ending laughs people are falling off chairs <laughs> like it's have, just have you played game. fun employed yet though i haven't what is uh, this game fun employed fun employed is is like cards against humanity but actually amazing because it's very similar in the sense that you've got a judge and this person is the employer and then everybody else is coming in for prospective interviews and they have a a hand of four cards and these are certain traits about themselves and they have to give an interview and reveal these traits throughout the interview Um, and these things might be like sexual tyrannosaurus or something (laughs) like that so these these traits that you have to try and get away with in the interview are pretty outrageous but the way we found the game works is that you're not actually allowed to say the what's written on the card. So you can't say, oh, I'm great at this job because I'm a sexual tyrannosaurus. You have to actually kind of reveal this during the interview. And so when you play the card, it all makes sense. So we had one person who, who every time he got slightly aroused in the uh, interview, he would let out a roar. And we had no idea why this was happening. We were like, what is going on? And then towards the end of the interview, he roared and then he played sexual Tyrannosaurus. And then it all made sense and it brought the whole thing together. Uh, that game is, is amazing and it's it hilarious. It sounds so funny. I can't yeah. even believe that. Where do I find this game? I've got to like mind it's, games? It's really difficult to find. Um, oh. I found my copy in Essen and it was the last English copy and it was on the first or second day. It's just insanely hard to find but if you do find it pick it up without hesitation it is so funny once you've played that you you won't play cards against humanity again (laughs) oh i'll keep an eye out for that one for sure another good one i wanted to mention um okay so this is actually like a game by itself but i feel like it's a mashup of two games and it's called a fake artist goes to new york oh yep 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 um so it's basically a mashup in my opinion of telestrations and spyfall yeah. Uh, so, yeah, basically, there is a fake artist or, you know, the spy, like in Spyfall, and one player gives everyone a particular uh, word, location, item, anything, 
and they'll write so they'll write them down for every player but one player gets an x and they're the fake artist and everyone has to actually draw a picture and uh basically add to this picture and um absolve themselves of being the fake artist and so it's basically a yeah, spyfall meets telestrations and it's amazing and i think that really solves the problem of um it not being a winning game because yeah. i know a lot of people really hate that about telestrations and it's like it's really it's just yeah, it's one true. flaw about telestrations because people do like to win but yeah this is the thing is um i picked up a copy of A Fake Artist Goes to New York at Essen last year. But annoyingly, I didn't pick it up for myself. I picked it up Aww. for the cafe that I worked in. <laughs> um, because it was funny because they like we couldn't get hold of Spyfall at the time. And so I played A Fake Artist Goes to New York. And it's I think it's Oink Games. They're a Japanese publisher. And yeah. every single one of their games is amazing. They're these tiny little boxes and it's got great artwork on the front. I believe recently you played the Deep Sea Diving one. Oh my god, I'm obsessed with that yeah, game. Yeah, that game it's is like amazing. awesome. <laughs> that game is awesome. Yeah, All of their games, really if fun. you ever see an Oink game, um, they're fantastic. And yeah, A Fake Artist Goes to New York, I think it cost 25 euros and I remember for such a small box, which is just paper and textures essentially, um, I was like, oh, I can't, I can't justify it, but it's one of the regrets, my biggest regrets. I just... I wish I had bought it because it is such an, an amazing game. It's so much fun. And of course, <laughs> we ended up we ended up making it so that instead of you would, you know, you'd start off and you would you would tell everyone to draw a tree or something and that was it. Eventually it ended up with you were drawing one of the one of the players who was playing with you doing something lewd and that's what everyone was drawing. <laughs> and the things got more and more outrageous as the night progressed. So not only Gosh. were you having to try and hide who the fake artist was, you were trying to draw a picture of Russell, you know, <laughs> playing tennis with a T-Rex or something, you know what I mean? Oh, gosh. Yeah, it was... Uh, yeah, it's quite it's difficult game. because also, like, I mean, obviously you're trying to not give away, the, like, what the actual thing is for the fake artist because they have to guess where you are or what, what yeah. it is. And um, so it's actually quite challenging to try and think of something to draw but not give it away. <laughs> uh. It really is. I There was one game, it was so difficult, I decided, I, I just announced I was going to draw a car Every time it was my turn, I was just going to draw a car. Um, <laughs> but then you'd draw a car in such a way that made people th go, oh, yeah, no, you do know what we're supposed to be drawing. That's where a car would be. It's a great uh, game. Great game. Yeah, uh, yeah but it's true. It. It, is, it is like a mashup of those two. And it's such a good mashup. They made it into a game, which yeah, is exactly, a great yeah. idea. It's so good. Like, I mean, those are two of my absolute favorite party games. So that's just home run for me <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love it um there's one one more mashup which i've heard about but haven't played but i really want to play um it's a mashup between last night on earth uh which was kind of like my go-to zombie game before dead of winter and zombie side came out <laughs> and it's mashed up with mall madness which is like a 1989 teeny bopper board game where you go shopping at the mall <laughs> shopping <laughs> love that <laughs> But because the board is like a grid, exactly the same as the board is from Last Night on Earth, it means you can just play set in a mall setup. So it's kind of like Dawn of the Dead or something. It, it's amazing. I, I, the pictures I've seen of people playing it, it makes me want to play it. Yeah, it definitely sounds like the game version of Dawn of the Dead. I'd love that. <laughs> it yeah. It's so fun to give it a go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's very strange. I'd like to somehow like... incorporate Dream Phone into that as well. A third game. 
Dreamphone. I've never heard of this. Dreamphone. So Dreamphone, I hadn't heard about this until I was asked by every 20-something-year-old woman uh, at the board game cafe, do we have Dreamphone? Because they wanted to relive their childhood. And Dreamphone is essentially Cluedo, but instead of, uh, you know... Instead of trying to find a murderer, you're trying to find out your who... Your true love? Well, it's who this guy fancies, essentially, like oh. Chad or Brad or another ad. One of these guys. And you would pick up the phone and he would say, I'm in love with someone wearing yellow or something like this. And you would then be able to cross that off on your list, kind of Cluedo style, and try and work out who, it, who the crush is. So, yeah. And uh, I was asked for this game all the time and I'd never heard of it, so I had to look it up to work out what this game was. But in some people's childhoods, Dreamphone was a very, very big, important part. Yeah, that does sound pretty amazing, especially for girls. <laughs> that sounds really fun. I mean, way more more fun than Cluedo, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of would rather play Dreamphone than Cluedo, to be honest, but don't tell anyone that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so yeah, so another, another mashup is like Werewolf with, using Dixit cards or Mysterium cards. So it's kind of like in the night phase, you give the villagers, um, I guess everyone, um, the um, Dixit cards to try and like tell them and point them in the right direction of who the werewolf is. Oh, so are these just the dead villagers or everyone? I think everyone. Oh, okay, cool. I've never played this one, but a friend of mine told me about it. It sounded really interesting um, just to, I guess, give that extra level of like strategy. Because it would be cool if the dead villagers got to do something, because that's one of the biggest problems with the werewolves. Oh, yeah, no, I forgot about part of the story. So the dead villagers <laughs> are the ones that are the ghosts. That's like Mysterium, basically. Oh, right. So, yeah, yeah okay. they're the ghosts who give the clue. Yeah, I don't know. It's really interesting. No, that's cool, because then it means that you're... Because, I mean, it is fun being eliminated, and then you finally find out who the werewolves are. And then to be able to try and communicate that through dreams, I guess that would be quite awesome. I want to give that a go. That would be really fun. Yeah, I would really love to try that out. Um, try and be a ghost for real. It'd be pretty funny. <laughs> Do you prefer the Dixit cards or the Mysterium cards generally? Um, I definitely prefer the Dixit cards, I have to say. I just yeah. think Mysterium cards aren't crazy enough for me. Like, I just think that the Dixit cards are so cool and quirky. And yeah. Mysterium's a bit dialed back. That's just my opinion. But That's interesting. Because... Um... Because like I have the the Polish Mysterium version. Um, yeah. Because I was worried that when they released the the English one, that the art would be less. I think the cards are the same. I think I've they are. I think one of the. I think I played the Italian version and I've played the like American version and they had the same cards. Yeah, yeah. I think they they decided to keep the same artwork, um, which is pretty cool. Yeah. No, yeah I, I mean, they're definitely lovely. I love them. I just think. I don't know. I'm just a real Dixit fan girl. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's cool. Um, so earlier you were talking about using Dixit and playing code names. Yes. And I heard recently that they were actually going to release this as a real game. Yes, yes, they are. So uh, CGE, yeah, they're releasing it around Essen. So what's that like? October, yeah, November, yeah, yeah. maybe this year. Um, they're releasing basically that very version. I'm not exactly sure what kind of pictures are going to be used. Yeah. Like, I think that would be amazing if it was Dixit style artwork. That's probably yeah. my dream. Um, but I'm not sure if it might be more like photos or what exactly it's going to be. Mm. But um, that'll be interesting. I guess that's going to be hard for them, hey, because if they don't 
get it right, people are just going to be like, oh, I could just play this with Dixit. But like you were saying when you played and people kind of steered towards saying a colour, I guess it means they can approach that problem head on. Well, and, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So hopefully they can kind of allow for that and try and fix the problem. Like, and that, I feel like that's a problem I have in Mysterium as well. I don't know if you come up against that, but that people kind of just say, oh, it's it's blue or... Yeah. I don't know. Um, that's just kind of what I find with a lot of these picture kind of games. Um, but yeah, it, it'll be really interesting to see what they do. But I mean, after obviously like Codenames has just been so yeah. successful and it's just like everyone's favorite party game now. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to do really well with this game. So it'll just be really interesting to see how they do it. Well, the words they picked in the original version are so genius. When you sit down and actually think about the words they've picked, they're so clever. I'm sure with the same brains behind it, they will, um, cause, uh, what's his name? Was it Vlad, Vlada? What's his name? Yeah, Vlad Shivatel. Yeah, he's <laughs> I such... I don't know how to pronounce it, yeah. I, that's, I, I, I'm, one day I'll meet him and I'll completely screw it up. But <laughs> he's such a good designer. He, there's nothing he can't design. So it's going to be amazing. You know it's going to be amazing. Yeah, I think it's going to be pretty awesome for sure. Um, I mean, I love Codenames. So it's just it's such a easy, fun game. Um, like I've played this with gamers and non-gamers and everyone just loves it. Yeah, it's easy yeah. to get into, but it's hard to master and it's a bit stressful. So, <laughs> And the games are often close unless someone picks the, the, the assassin right at the start. The games yeah. are usually, it's you know, if you didn't win, the other team would have won the next turn type thing. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, that's what I like about it. Everyone loves a uh, close game, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. So I'm, I'm so excited to, to have a go at that because I'm going to go to Essen, so I'm definitely going to either pick it up or and or play it yeah well i'm sure that um that you'll love it i mean i think anyone that likes code names is gonna like this maybe that's too broad to say but <laughs> i just think i mean it's just such a good concept and i like so many people i see are playing dicks at code names like on instagram there's just so yeah. many people playing it so yeah, I think it's just going to be pretty popular. Oh, I just hope, yeah, fingers crossed for Dixit-like artwork. That's my dream. <laughs> yeah, 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 we'll see. We shall see. But speaking of games I'm excited about, what games coming out over the next year, or even games that are just coming into your life this year, are you excited about? Oh, gosh, I am excited about so many games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... um. I don't know, there's so many that I want to play. So yeah, I just just found out about the Hot 10 feature on Board Game Geek. So I've been like really like racking my brain to like really nail down the 10 that I'm really excited about. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, so Dead of Winter is like one of my all-time favorite games. I think second favorite game ever. So yeah, I mean, yeah. the expansion for that, obviously, cannot yeah. wait to yeah. try that out. Um, I heard like, because a few people have been playing prototypes of it um, at... So it must have been on tabletop day or something as a special it must have been a special thing i think and um they were playing the dead of winter expansion it's not i don't think it's out yet till september but these people were playing an early version of it and they were telling me there's a new character uh that's like sparky it's, it's a lab monkey or something so <laughs> okay that sounds <laughs> that's gonna cool. be interesting um uh, that's, yeah i did see a promo or like a release of her there's a card She's like an explosive expert and can Ooh. leave explosives in a location or something. There's some pretty cool things coming in there, I think. But what I found really interesting about this is that apparently it's like a standalone game as well as an expansion. Oh, that's I love when they do that. 
Yeah, so I think that's going to be like so cool. Um, but yeah, I'll be really interested to see how they do it, that's for sure. The other one I'm like just crazy excited for is Pandemic Cthulhu. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, what are they going to do? It's just, I don't know. I can't, because I had a little look um, into it. Because the funny thing is, I when Pandemic first came out, I loved it. It got a little stale for me and all the expansions, yeah. I was kind of over Pandemic. And then Legacy came out and I originally, I kind of was like, nah, it's, it's not good. Nah, it's not going to be <laughs> very good. fell in and love again? Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> um, and so then, of course, I've looked into this one and it, it to me, it looks like there's enough changes to make it to make it interesting again. Um, yeah, for sure. I, yeah. Just, I guess my fear is that it's going to be too much like Eldritch Horror. I want it to still be oh, like Pandemic. Yeah. I don't know. I just from everything yeah. I've read, everyone's like, "Oh, it's a lot like Eldritch Horror. It's nothing like Pandemic." And I'm like, oh, "I already have Eldritch Horror, so <laughs> <laughs> we'll see." I mean, I, I have no doubt that it's going to be amazing. I just yeah. be really interested to see how they do it because this is like the most different thing they've done for sure. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. I'm no. That's another game that I'm going to have to check out. And it seems like now every year there's going to be a new Pandemic release because season two of Legacy is going to come out eventually and. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. Let's just there. hope it doesn't turn into the next Munchkin where there's oh, just God. like a, a Adventure Time <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> or... <laughs> yeah, the, don't want that. <laughs> yeah, I oh know. Oh I've uh, the other game I'm like just crazy excited for that's not out yet. It's called um Mystic Veil. Have you heard of it? I haven't. I don't really know a lot about it. I just know that um I've heard that it's a deck builder and a lot of people, a lot of reviewers are saying that it's like the next decks bu- deck builder that is um, pretty much as good as Dominion, I guess. Depends if you like Dominion or not, but a lot of people are saying I love it's, um, that it's that it's the most interesting deck builder since Dominion. So I guess because a lot of the deck builders like are just so samey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, anyway, this one's just had really high reviews from a lot of uh, reviewers. Oh. So it's just one of those games that I'm pretty excited about to play. Just because Mystic Veil? Vale? Is that what you said? Yeah, Mystic Veil. Vale. Oh, I'm going to... I have to check that out now. Is that, yeah. is that kickstarted or is that I traditionally don't know. I know it's AEG. That's all I know. Oh, okay. Um, so I think it's probably coming out like around Gen Con. Um, but yep. I mean, I love deck builders and I'm obsessed with Dominion. <laughs> yep. So we'll see. But that's interesting because you, you, did you say you didn't enjoy Flip City as much? No, I didn't. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just think it was maybe like a little too, I don't know, too simple for me or it's not even oh. that. It's, it was like simple but complicated. Does that make sense? Like, I yeah. Can't I, th- I know that you love it. So it's really... I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the funny thing is though, the thing that I've noticed with Flip City is that if I feel like if you don't teach the game right, or if someone hasn't taught the game to you in a certain way, I, I've, I don't know. I've come across a lot of people, and someone's taught them the game, and they've made some mistakes during the teaching. And yeah. with those mistakes, people go, they didn't enjoy the game, and then they, the experience has kind of ruined it for them, and they're not willing to do it again with fresh eyes. If that makes sense, it's been tainted. Yeah, and, I can understand. That. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. I mean, yeah, I I definitely believe that all games deserve a second chance. There are so yeah. many games out there that I've played, yeah. didn't like it, played again with the right person or whatever. Just for whatever reason, it didn't go well the first time. So I kind of have a three-game rule where I will always play a game at least three times yep. before I actually make a proper judgment on it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look, I'll give it another chance. I just think, 
the one thing that kind of bugged me about it was it was kind of like a long game. And I know it's not long oh, at yeah. all, yeah, yeah. but I just felt like for what it was, it needed to be a 10 to 15 minute game. And I feel like the game, it goes for about 40 to 50 minutes or something. To okay. me, that's too long. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I was playing out like as a four player game. So maybe that was the problem. Yep. But um, to me, it was a bit long. That, that was my problem with it. I just picked up the reuse expansion and Ooh. I'm really excited to give that a go. I haven't played it yet, but because... I love it. I've got to give that a go. And speaking of deck builders that I love, and everyone knows how much I love this one as well, I finally picked up Star Realms Colony Wars. Because <laughs> um, I, I, the, the one fault I can find with Star Realms is the, the luck element of, you know, you buy a card and then the next card is exactly what the opponent needs. And I love playing Star Realms with more than two players because that adds a player balance element, which means if someone is just getting too much good luck, then the yeah. other two players or the other three players can pick on them. I've and never so played with more than two, so that oh, sounds amazing. Yeah, it is. And so now with Colony Wars, you've got the extra cards, you've got the four starting decks. It's kind of ready to go. It's it's amazing. It's so, so tell cool. me this about Star Realms. So, like, this is another game I'm not really a big fan of. Don't hate me, Ben. <laughs> 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 um, but actually, uh, it's not that I don't like it. I just, I think I've found it too simple. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that's part of its appeal, but I guess so, so my boyfriend, he has played it with me and he's kind of one of these people who, I'm not, I'm not sure of the right, the right terminology, but he tries a lot of different strategies. Yeah. And, um, anyways, The strategy whore, that's what they call it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so my strategy was to just take all the cards that were going to hurt him, basically. And yeah. he tried to take the, the cards that like kind of gave you life back yeah. to protect you. And I said, I'm sorry, because I haven't played this game in so long, so I don't know all the words for it. No, no, terminology. makes sense. But um, basically, he like we played like, you know, a good five games and I just destroyed him in every game. And he just said, you know, there's no way of winning unless I just consistently get cards that are going to hurt you. Like there's not another option. Is that, can you give me any advice on that one? <laughs> so you were just buying cards that would inflict tons of damage and you kept yes. winning yeah yeah uh, that and like I, victory points i've personally i've not experienced that and i don't want to say that maybe the problem wasn't the game but the person you were playing against but <laughs> fair enough <laughs> like to me to me this this it, it, star arms is a simple game and that's part yeah. of the thing that draws me to it because it's a deck builder that you can get out and a game will last 10 to 20 minutes which is awesome you can play lots of yeah. games that the skill luck balance is right in there which means that you can play against someone who has played a lot more than you and you still actually stand a chance because there's that yeah. that kind of luck curve but um because to me there's kind of a few different strategies like you can do what you were saying where you just buy i think they're the green blob cards and just deal lots of damage the strategy that i like which kind of stems on from dominion because my thing in dominion i'm not happy until i've played every single card in my deck mm-hmm. at once on yeah. the same turn and so i try and do that in star realms as well so i like to get the red cards which let you trash cards from your deck so that it's smaller and smaller and you get rid of all the stuff you don't want um, and then you've got the blue cards, which then just give you lots of life. And then you've got the yellow cards, and they're the ones that kind of do lots of stuff to the other players, so it makes them discard a card or things like that. And so if you kind of stick to those colours, it kind of leads you down those four strategies, and again, it, that makes it so accessible, because instead of having to think in your head, like Dominion, oh, I, I want to pick this card and this card, because I want to <coughs> do this and this, essentially you just go, I'm going to go red, 
and you have a strategy by just choosing a color, but then you can mix them, which is kind of cool as well. Like blue and yellow, I love to mix those together and stuff. Okay, sure. You'll have to give it another go, I think. It's another one that I just need to yep. give another chance. But maybe uh -huh. if you tried a different strategy, then you might see it. For, do you know what I mean? Like Yeah, yeah, I do. I just, when you consistently win every turn, yeah. you don't want yeah, to change up your strategy. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I've <laughs> never I experienced mean, yeah, that problem. Go. I just think for me personally, um, I just haven't found a deck builder that I feel gives me the same amount of like strategy, uh, but in a shorter time than Dominion. Yeah. And so that's yep. what I feel like Star Realms and Flip City are, but... I mean, Flip City, it's, it's the same time frame as Dominion in my opinion, yeah. so it doesn't really count. But the, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. looking for a micro deck builder that kind of gives me that same feel, and I just feel like I haven't found it yet. But that's just no, me. That's, no, that's I cool. know everyone um, else is like obsessed with those two games. I'm in the minority here by far. Well, this, the thing is, because you love Dominion, and and because I, I also love Dominion, but I guess it goes in two ways. Either you love Dominion and nothing else can compare to it, or yeah. you love Dominion and anything that's remotely like Dominion you're going to love as well. And That's I think true. that we're, we're one of us is in one camp, one's in the other, and <laughs> both are perfectly valid. You, we both love Dominion. There's nothing wrong with that. I know it's amazing. <laughs> it's just that that game. I don't know. It's just the first time I played it. Just I just couldn't believe what an amazing mechanic deck building was. And this is what right when I started gaming for the mm. first time. So I don't know. It's just really. I feel like it's the game that really opened my eyes to how cool games are. No, for so sure. I've, I've always loved it. That's why. <laughs> um. There's a game that I'm really excited about. And the thing is, it's not a new game, but it's new to me. And I wonder if you've heard of it as well, because it completely flew under my radar. Okay. Uh, it's called Onitama. I've heard of it, but I don't really know anything yeah. about it. Because yeah. because you're not a massive two-player game fan, it yeah. might not be your <laughs> kind of game, but it's a two-player abstract strategy game um, where it's like perfect information. So what... It, what what you have is you've got some five pawns or four pawns and a king, I guess, or a queen or some weird mixture of the two. And it's on a, a like a chess style board. It's like a five by five board. And what you're doing is you're trying to move your pieces to take the other pieces or you get your leader into their leader square. But the moves that you can do uh, are written on cards. So, you know, have you played the Duke? I haven't, no, but I've heard a lot about that one. That's also amazing. But <laughs> so you have cards similar to, and they look similar to the tiles on the Duke and it tells you how this piece, your pieces can move. And each player has two cards and then there's one card in the middle and these are all face up. So I know how your pieces can move and you know how mine can move. But once you move a piece, the card that you use, you now swap with the card that's in the middle, which means that now you know the, the other player is going to get that card at the end of their next turn. Okay. So the moves that you do are eventually going to then be given to the other opponent, if that makes sense. Yeah, it sounds really interesting. Quite abstract, yeah. but yeah. the sense of it. And I, so I have, I have that on its way now, and I'm really excited about that. And again, it was 2014, and I believe it was even nominated for the Golden Geek Best Abstract Game. So it, by no means is this like a game no one knows about, but somehow it slipped past me, and <laughs> I'm so excited now that it's on its way. I think they just did a new reprint or something but oh super excited about that one yeah that sounds awesome i do love a good abstract game um i don't know just sometimes you don't want a theme you just want i don't know that sounds weird but it's just yeah, like it's good yeah. to just have like a bit of a just a game that's just very like blank and it's it's mm. a lot easier to i guess um teach to new people as well i find mm -hmm. no for sure it's a little bit sure. less like confronting 
yeah, 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 yeah. I find. Yeah, it's um, it's good for that. Um, yeah, there's I guess. What else is? What else am I excited for? Um, I know this is one that you're not a big fan <laughs> of, but Time Stories. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, have you played I've, it before? I haven't. No, but okay. I'm obsessed with time travel, so this is like the game for me. I Definitely think. play it because I enjoyed the game that I played, and and I know that when I say this, I'm almost saying the same thing that I think Sharpness It Down said in their review. But you know when you're playing like a computer game as a kid or something and you spend ages doing this level and just at the end of the level you die. I hate that so much. And you have to do it all over again. <laughs> yes. That's time stories. Oh gosh, okay. Like I'd, And still definitely play it. But the thing that I recommended when I used to teach the game is because how the game works is you have these units of time and every time you do something you lose the time and if you don't solve the mission by the time limit finishes then you have to start again and then you literally start again okay but um, tell me this how is that any different to say playing pandemic and then you lose and then you're like let's play another game because in pandemic where the diseases will start will be completely different uh, you can change okay, yeah. the characters, but literally everything's the same. And it, it's like, it's almost like a choose your own adventure book and you just have to start reading it again. So, you know, when you used to read the choose your own adventures, you'd put your finger in it and then you'd be like, if I die, I'm just going to go back to there. Yeah. This is what I recommend you. You do put the proverbial finger in time stories. When you die, just carry on. Okay. Um, and then the thing is, because the first time I did it, we died, we started again. And then when we died again or died or failed or whatever it is, because I don't want to ruin the thing for you, we just kept on going. And, and again, it was fantastic. And the story is awesome and solving the puzzles and stuff is great. And it is a fun experience. Yeah. But I just, it's, it just brought that feeling, came flooding back to me. Just like, <laughs> no, what, really? Again, the whole thing, again, right now, Yeah, it is again. pretty painful. I know, I know. I mean, yeah, I, I hated it when I was a kid, that's for sure. So yeah. but I'll I guess definitely keep that in mind. If you play it and then you go like, oh, okay, that's okay, and you play it in another week or another couple of weeks and then start again, then it's fine because it will kind of be fresh and you don't mind doing it again. But with me, I did it straight away. Like, yeah, for sure. Straight away. Um, and so then it got a bit, yeah. But it is a great game. And I have only tried the first scenario, so the other Marcy case and stuff could be yeah, amazing. Yeah, I've heard they're all really good. So, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty excited to play it. I yeah. just have made a pact to myself that I have to finish Pandemic Legacy before I buy this <laughs> one. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. No, but I don't want to put you off it because definitely give it a go. Um, I think we did in a podcast, we mentioned it as one of the games we recommend playing at a board game cafe or playing somebody yeah. else's game. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do, yeah. actually. It's at yeah. my local board game cafe, so I'll give it a go there, and if I like it, I guess I'll buy it and the rest mm -hmm. of the expansions. But Yeah, it's kind of like a console board game. When you buy Time Stories, you're buying the console, and then every, uh, every expansion is kind of like a game that then goes into the console. So That's a good way yeah. to put it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, another game I'm excited about is Twilight Squabble, um, which <laughs> is a, so hilarious. Yeah, I know, right? Because <laughs> the thing is, Twilight Struggle is a great game, but it is it's really hard to get into. And yeah, I've never played it, but it's like definitely on the list. Just yeah, two player games. It's a that game that you just have to <laughs> play at least once. But David Mortimer, who designed it, he's I just love everything he does. Um, uh, Flock, and he did uh, Pocket Imperium, and 
Twilight Squabble, it just it seems like such a fun approach on such a good game. And I can't I can't wait to play that one. I'm so excited. <laughs> so I should hopefully have that semi soon. So it's like the same theme and everything? Yeah, it's Cold War based. Okay. Uh, USA oh, versus wow. USSR. So yeah. Yeah, it does sound pretty hilarious. <laughs> I'd be definitely very keen to hear how that one is. And one other game, which maybe you know about, because I believe you've been recently you've been playing Cat Tower. Oh my god, I'm obsessed with it! It's so fun. Like everyone I play this with is obsessed with it. It's just so cute and hilarious. Because I I haven't played it, but um, I've seen the designer as a Chen. Yeah. Like. He's releasing more and more stuff. He's got something on Kickstarter or semi-recently, Catbox, I believe. Yeah. And there's one, it's called Shiba Inu House. Oh, my God. I haven't I, heard of that one. <laughs> I'm so excited for this. It's it's coming out this year. And the thing is, I, I think I'm more of a dog man than a cat man. And uh, yeah, I think this is right up, right up my alley. I'm very excited for this game whenever it comes out. There's not a lot of information about it. <laughs> just a few pictures which make it look amazing. Oh, God, I'm looking at a picture now. The dog is so freaking cute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my so, gosh. I'm, this guy, this Azacheng guy, I'm, I'm really excited. Like, he's, like, tapped into this market and all the games, are, they look incredible. And even the, the thing is, it's not just playing on the, this kind of art style and the cutesy cat dog thing. Yeah. The games are actually pretty clever. There's some solid game design behind it as well because he does the art as well, I believe. And, yeah, I'm not um, sure, but um, yeah, they look amazing. <laughs> yeah, so that's that is one that I'm excited about, rather slightly ashamedly. No, <laughs> that's it's just the cutest little thing ever. I mean, yeah, like Cat Tower. It's the only one I've played of his so far, but um, it is just really fun. It's just like a, I guess it's Jenga with a few more rules added in. Mm. So it's just if you're a bit, a bit bored with Jenga and you just want something cute <laughs> and fun, <laughs> I've got to get Russell to play that because Jenga's his uh, his pet hate game oh, gosh. so i've got to get I'm him sure playing like cat tower. does he like that rhino hero game i haven't i haven't i don't know this game oh is... it's like uh i'm sure it's called rhino hero there's a game that's kind of it's like cat tower it's like stacking these things maybe it's rhino quest or something <laughs> i'm sure it's like super popular i'm surprised you haven't heard of it maybe i'm just butchering the name um <laughs> no, look rhino hero yeah and it's like you're building a tower and you have to try and get this rhino to the top of the tower to like save people or something like in a burning building and okay. it's like a basically like a card tower that kind of mechanic and you're building it up it's very similar to cat tower but i mean cat tower is just a million times cuter in my opinion yeah so yeah, yeah that's my favorite <laughs> uh, but, no um, i think i yeah. have seen someone playing this but this type of game isn't usually something that i think because you know when the games that you play are either games that personally you're interested in or something that your friends bring to you or something yeah. and i think this just falls out of both of those groups it's not <laughs> something that i chase up on and it's not something that my friends would go like hey ben you've really got to play rhino hero oh uh, for sure as, to well, me yeah, i, I mean... imagine like guitar hero but this it's all like <laughs> zoo animals yeah exactly guitar hero but with a rhino <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah i mean i i can't recommend cat tower enough i'm obsessed with it it's just it's so cute and fun and um yeah it's funny even like in a simple game like that i constantly am finding people just trying to figure out a way to screw you over they're like oh if i put this cat on the real edge of the tower on your turn you're not gonna be able to stack it and it's just like god damn it just a fun <laughs> game about stacking cats <laughs> that's brilliant uh, yeah so lots of fun oh that's cool 
Well, I think we've run out of time on this this time's chit chat. But thanks so much, Ash, for joining me and having a Thank talk you, about ben. games. <laughs> no, it's been my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me on. And um, we'll do this again soon. And if any of you listening would like to hear any reviews or any of the other podcasts, please visit forchitsandgiggles.com or check us out on YouTube. And until next time, thanks for listening. See you later. Thank you for listening to the Chits and Giggles podcast. For more reviews and podcasts, visit forchitsandgiggles.com.